0: Our God, we thank you, Jesus, as as we have already declared that you have risen. You have risen indeed, that you are alive, that you have conquered death, that you are on the move to restore all of creation. You are on the move to reverse the curse of sin and death, to make all wrong things right God, and in the shadow of death, we trust you to be our good shepherd. We trust you to be the resurrected king who leads us through the valley of the shadow of death and prepares a table before us, even in the midst of our enemies, and who will be with us always, no matter what, and will bring us uh, from death through death and out the other side. We thank you, Jesus. Would you By your spirit, move and affirm and confirm our faith and our trust in you. Would you draw us to yourself uh, and thank you for this life you give? In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, The passage, we're going to look at a couple passages, but uh, the passage is the gospel, the resurrection story in Matthew, and you can look that up in your. Bibles, if you have it, or on your app, if you have it. But Matthew 28, um, verses 1 through 10, and we um, find Mary, two Marys, coming in the shadow of death, right? Uh, Believing that all hope is lost, believing that the world is dark. The one they had put their hope and trust in, the one they had believed was Messiah, uh, the one that they believed would overthrow Rome and the Roman oppression and free them from bondage and oppression, the one that had valued them as women, the one who this rabbi who had uh, allowed them to be a part of his inner circle, the one uh, who had raised uh, even uh, Lazarus from the dead, the one who they'd seen just reverse uh, sickness and heal lame bodies he was now dead he was executed by the state and they um, have to wait a whole day as we had to yesterday from good friday into saturday as jesus is in the tomb it is a time of waiting it's a time of darkness it's a time of sadness and hopelessness as they process What did all that mean? How could this Jesus be dead, executed by the Roman Empire? And so they go in the shadow of death. They wake up and they go to prepare his body to, to, because they couldn't do it, they they bring um, herbs to wrap his body in and to prepare him um, for his body to decompose as they would in their tradition. So it says in verse 1 of Matthew 25, Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning And his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. As he said, come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So the women departed quickly from the tomb. Notice this, with fear and great joy. And they ran to tell his disciples And behold, Jesus met them. He meets them in their fear and he greets them. He says, greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. And there they will see me. There's a lot of good news to declare on every Sunday, and we do. But especially on Resurrection Sunday, it's like, what angle do you uh, approach this uh, this text? There's so much uh, good news, as Carolyn says. There's there's no bad news on Easter, but actually, there is a lot of bad news. But the good news um, meets us in our bad news and doesn't leave us the same, because the resurrected Jesus meets us exactly where we are. The resurrected Jesus meets us in our fear. The resurrected Jesus meets us in the shadow of death, meets us in our despair, and doesn't leave us the same, and that's what he does um, for these women. He meets them in their sorrow, and he meets them in their fear, and he says, He speaks to their fear, and he says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Uh, The good news I want to declare to you is that Jesus is leading us from death, toward death, and through death. All right, let me unpack that a little bit. But Jesus is leading us from death to and toward death and through death. Jesus is leading us, the resurrected Jesus, is leading us from the fear of death. And he's leading us actually deeper into death towards death and towards those suffering under the shadow of death. And he's leading us through the finality of death into shared life with God and in his love and the new heavens and the new earth. Let's just unpack that really quick. But first, we have this kind of existential um, fear of death, right? As human beings, fear uh, is, death is something that we fear, and death's power is in the fear that it can um, control us with. It controls us with fear. I don't know if you've realized, you know, Peter Pan, I don't know when the last time you saw that um, movie, but it's pretty existential, all right? Existential. Uh, Peter Pan, right, is uh, the the boy who never wants to grow up, and he's the leader of the Lost Boys, right? And they never want to grow up, and they're being pursued by Captain Hook, who hates them, and they are both the Lost Boys in Neverland and the Captain Hook and his pirates are being um, chased. Do you remember by what? It's a crocodile, right? Or an alligator, I don't know which one. Crocodile. And the crocodile has what in its stomach? Yes, I see Thomas O'Connor doing a clock sign. Yes, he has a clock, a tick-tock, tick-tock. And this alligator or crocodile will show up randomly, and will try to attack Captain Hook, to attack the Lost Boys, and you just hear this tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Now, this is speaking to the existential fear of all human beings. This is death pursuing um, these people. It is time. It is the end of their life, pursuing them, and Uh, you don't know when death is going to strike. You don't know how death is going to strike. And so it is this fear that uh, drives kind of the narrative forward in Peter Pan. And if you think about it, uh, this is what drives us as human beings. I think most fear is rooted in our uh, mortality right? in the fact that we could die. Why are we afraid of heights? Because we don't want to fall from them and die. Why are we afraid of the dark? Because we can't see what's there, and we think someone, something might get us, and we will die. Why are we afraid of invisible germs, right? we were realizing this is very real thing, these small microbial, microscopic things. We can't see them, but they are wreaking havoc on the globe, bringing us to a standstill, and we are fearful. We stock up on toilet paper and food because we fear death. It's the tick-tock, tick-tock. We don't know when. We don't know how death is coming after us. And the fear of death drives us. The fear of death motivates us. The fear of death controls us and drives us to treat people in certain ways drives us to respond to certain circumstances in certain ways. It drives us to hoard money uh, when we, our sense of security is threatened. It uh, drives us to um, grasp on and hold on to power. It, it drives us to, like I said, store up toilet paper, right, and um, empty the shelves of Costco of whatever we see is important for survival. So death is what threatens our sense of security, And the fear of death is Satan's power. The fear of death, death is the great enemy. And it is how Satan and sin and death rule over us and control us and motivate us. Jesus is leading us from the fear of death and even toward death in love, and through death into shared life with God in love. Um, let's just look at this, the narrative here. Jesus, in verse 10, Jesus meets these women, and they are afraid, and Jesus, this theme of fear is all throughout, all, every resurrection account, if you look through them, The fear, do not fear, do not be afraid. Um, And here Jesus meets the women as they are running, kind of excited, kind of not sure what's happening, but also full of fear. And Jesus meets them in their fear and he says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Jesus' resurrection fears us, or frees us from the fear of death. It removes its power. It removes its grip from us. 1 Corinthians 15, 54, Paul is describing the, the beauties and the benefits of resurrection, of bodily resurrection of Jesus. And there's this poetic, beautiful statement that we, uh, many of us know. It says, because of resurrection, he says, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death. Where is your sting? The sting of sin, the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The fear of death, the power of death, the sting of death has been removed for us. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt It doesn't mean that death doesn't persist, but it does mean that it's taken away, it's controlling power over our life. And we are no longer motivated. We are free from being motivated by fear, and rather we can be motivated by love. We can be secure in love and not try to be secure in all the things we try to gather around ourselves, whether it's relationships or resources, to make us feel secure and safe, because we realize that we are only safe in the love of God made possible through the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so it removes the fear of death. Do not fear. Jesus leads us from the fear of death. But then... And here's the world transforming power of the resurrection. Because Jesus didn't just die so that our sins would be forgiven, though he did, we are sinners and we needed a savior. He died for our sins, but he also died as the first fruits. Of new creation. What God wants to do to and for the world, all of creation, God does first in Jesus. He reverses the curse of sin and death and decay, and he raises Jesus from the dead, and he is the first fruits of new creation, of a restored earth, of, of all things being made new and whole, of shalom, of peace, with God, peace with humanity, and peace with creation. And so, but there's a there, it's not a catch, but there's a call. There's a call. When we are freed from the fear of death, we're actually called deeper into death for the time being. Because that fear has been removed, we can step toward death rather than shrink back from it. We can step toward people in love who are suffering under the weight of death and of injustice and of oppression. And because we have been freed by the resurrected Jesus from the fear of death, we can step towards it rather than shrink back from it. Um, I think of... Uh, Mother Teresa, right Mother Teresa uh, I know it's it 's a huge example we 've but she and she wasn 't perfect. Um, she struggled with a lot of doubts we 've come to see her autobiography her diary was released, which I hope mine never gets released i 'll never be that famous, but uh, yeah, and it struggled with a lot of her doubts but Here's what the resurrection, the fruit of resurrection in Mother Teresa's life was. See, the fear of death, the controlling power of the fear of death had been removed from her life. And because of that, she could actually step toward death and be near death with the hopeful presence of Jesus and his love. She would set up, as you know, the this place in the heart of india where the untouchables would die and they would die alone and she would her ministry was just to be in the shadow of death to sit there and to wash people dying to wash their wounds to sit there and hold their hands to be present with them. And that's what her whole order, these women, these nuns would do is just sit and be with the dying. See, because the fear of death is removed and fear no longer repels us from people and stirs up hostility and antagonism towards people because we fear people that look different. We fear people who are sick. We fear death. So we want to avoid it. No, actually, the resurrection and the spirit of God at work in us cause us to move towards death and to be a healing presence of death in the midst of death to be used by Christ. So death is defeated, but it is still present. And until Jesus returns, death will not finally be put down. And so COVID-19 exists, right? War and violence exist. Greed and despair remain part of our present reality. But Jesus calls us and sends us based on the power of resurrection and free from the fear of death to be near death, step toward it, to be the loving presence of Jesus Christ. And this is really what Jesus calls Mary, these women, to. He says, do not be afraid. He meets them on their way. He says, and then go and tell. Do not be afraid. Go and tell. We realize that the first followers of Jesus who carry forward this message of hope, that Jesus has removed the sting of death, that He has defeated, go and tell the good news that Jesus is king. He's the risen king. They all go to their deaths. They all are martyrs. They are all um, killed for their witness. And so there is a reason why these women were afraid. Because the message they carry is a dangerous message. It got Jesus killed and it will get them killed. And so based on the boldness of, of being released from the fear of death, we are able to step actually towards death to bring a message of hope to be a hopeful presence in the world but then last and i'll end here doesn't just free us from death jesus isn't just leading us from death he's leading us towards death but he's also leading us through death and this is what jesus does on the cross he actually goes into death and out the other side He goes into death and just explodes through it and destroys it from the inside out. It's like death ate something it could not contain, right? I think of a cartoon. I shouldn't go here. But basically, you know, just imagine being blown up from the inside of something you ingested. This is what death does. Jesus goes into death and through death, undoing death. And 1 Corinthians 15 says that Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection. Jesus goes first. He goes ahead of us. He goes ahead of us into death and through the other side. And so we will, most likely, all of us die. And we know those that have died. But those who trust and follow Jesus will trust and follow Jesus not only towards death and towards the dying and towards the sick and towards the oppressed, but we will follow Jesus through death. He's gone ahead of us. And we too, the hope of Easter, the hope of resurrection is our own bodily resurrection where we will be raised to newness of life in new creation to live in loving communion with God. And with one another. So, death does not have the last word. Fear does not have to control us. We can be compelled by love rather than fear. We can step towards those who are suffering and dying with, bold, with the boldness of love because we are free from fear of death. I want to end with, uh, we were going to actually, uh, I'm just going to read it. Sorry, I don't want to mess with the screen. Listen carefully, folks. This is Isaiah 55, 1 through 11. It's the, the um, passage uh, in the lectionary that was given by uh, that the church around the world is reading today, and this is an invitation. As we proclaimed good news, we proclaim proclaimed that Jesus has defeated death. He's defeated the powers and principalities, all that hold us in bondage. He's forgiven our sins. This is true. And this is the invitation of God. Come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Hear me, that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love that is promised to David. See, I have made a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not. The nations that do not know you will hasten to you because of the Lord your God. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Did you hear that? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil person his thoughts. Let us turn to the Lord and God will have mercy. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. Come all who are thirsty. Come, it reminds me of the words of Jesus. He says, come to me all who are, who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. And God, we need rest. I know that uh, the anxiety and the worry and the fear uh, in this pandemic is real. We fear financial ruin. We fear physical um, sickness. We feel relational loss. We fear um, relational, uh, yeah, isolation. We need to respond. We're desperate to respond to the invitation of God to come, come under my love, come under my victory, come under my resurrection, come away from the fear of death, come towards those who are dying and come with me through death to the other side. So let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you have conquered and defeated death. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Death has been swallowed up in victory. God, we acknowledge and we are not dismissive of the pain. Over 2,000 people every day dying of, of COVID and many, many others dying of sickness, of cancer, car accidents. We live in the shadow of death. But Jesus, we trust the resurrected Christ. We trust you to come to us in our sorrow and in the shadow of death. And free us from the fear of death. Free us from the bondage of sin. And God, we want to follow you towards those who need the good news, who need the presence of life and love in the shadow of death. And we trust you to take us through death into resurrection life. In Jesus' name, amen.